just back and forth, make a sound that you think would be in a horror movie. Okay, horror sounds. Okay. I, I don't know I how, like to, that. how to do I like that. I like that. This is my mummy impersonation. <laughs> Star Wars horror film. <laughs> Look it up. It's... Look a murderous this. Chewbacca on the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> There's no escape from this ship. <laughs> Look up, if you haven't seen it, the Star Wars Christmas special on YouTube, and it might as well be a horror film with how bad it is. Just, oh, it's just imagine meeting Chewbacca's family. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they're lovely people. All right, more horror sounds. <laughs> pop quiz <laughs> ow <laughs> it's old man Jenkins <laughs> oh not Miss Jenkins you damn kids you want to see my teeth <laughs> oh, it's just an overly friendly old man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing creepy about that than the lack of boundaries <laughs> he always has candy in his van i mean <laughs> ooh, ooh. ooh, that was good i, I just thought of it i, I, I just it. yeah I, I got chills <laughs> only i have a branch leaves on it rustling of leaves yeah yeah where's that at where's my prop here let me find my prop spooky stands with styrofoam i don't know Uh. (laughs) just (laughs) chomping on some chips (laughs) it's it's the horror movie of people with celiac disease. <laughs> this just went from like horror to just like ASMR. <laughs> All right. Okay. The first spooky story. The first spooky story is called The Architect's Key. There was once a man named Edward who designed and built his own perfect house. He lived in it for many years until he eventually passed away. A new family soon moved in, but whenever they went into the basement where Edward's personal study had been, they would get the feeling that someone was watching them. One day, the father of the new family decided to fix up an old jacket, which every tailor in town had told him was beyond repair. So he went down to the old study, laid his jacket on a chair, and then tried to see if there was anything in the old desk that could help him mend it. But the drawers were all locked. He couldn't find a key anywhere. The next morning, he came back down to find the key on the desk, and all of the drawers were open, and his jacket was completely fixed. Mm. (laughs) That's a helpful ghost. (laughs) Right? I mean, like, how is that even spooky? I'd stay there for the rest of my life. Also... What crazy man would put their office in the basement of like they're perfectly built, like they designed the house. Like I understand doing it because you're like, well, 
shit, the kids got to stay somewhere. And the creepy clothes fixing, sewing ghost demon probably shouldn't be cuddling up next to them. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. Maybe Edward was just thinking for the long term. He's like, you know, I'm going to die here. I'm going to haunt it. But in a good way. What what my main question here was is Edward, who is clearly an architect. How does he have the tools to fix a leather jacket? I mean, clearly his trade is in building houses, not leather repair. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. Like those are two really Very finely different. honed crafts. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you got to work. I mean, maybe in his spare time of being a ghost, he just started messing around with ghosts. I mean, you got leather. a lot of time, hobbies. You know. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, scaring people is only entertaining for so long. It's uh, yeah, you can only do it for so long until you're just meh. And so, I mean, the helpful ghost of I got it. He wanted to drive up the value of his home. Ah, the perfect the home that he built. Yes, the absolutely. Perfect home. Yeah, yeah. So it's if it be... fixes shit, I mean, that's gonna that's going on the ad for the house. Edwards Estate is only going up. Yeah, that's... you know, forty five hundred square feet, six bedrooms. Yeah, it's very fair. Fixes it's, leather, yeah, of all kinds. <laughs> house ghost who helps with chores. I mean, it's like a it's like a house elf, but less like less needy. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to feed it. You you don't have to worry about giving it socks. That's great. You can't stop you from going to Hogwarts. <laughs> okay, this one is called a mother's love. Are you spooked yet, Andrew? Do you feel the the shiver up your spine? All right. I smell cookies. Do you smell cookies? <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> smell cookies. I kind of wish I did. Some people actively go out looking for ghost encounters, and every once in a while, they find one. When Kevin was a teenager, he and his friends had heard about a dangerous turn on a nearby highway that caused many accidents over the years. It was now haunted. Bum, bum. The well-known story was of a mother who took her own life after her son had crashed his car and died there. It was said around town that a ghost remained at the deadly turn to protect people from ending up like her deceased child. Kevin and his friends decided to put that theory to the test. At night, Kevin drove his friends out to the highway. When the group of boys arrived at the turn, they pulled over. They brought a bag of flour with them and proceeded to sprinkle the white powder on the road, the grass, and the car. The idea was to get footprints to prove that the ghost was indeed real. The boys hopped back in and began to take the car around the turn. Kevin accelerated faster and faster and then thump! The car came to an abrupt halt as if someone had slammed down on it with their own two hands. They immediately got out of the car and saw two woman-sized handprints in the white flower on the hood. Boom, boom. Whoa. So I've got, I've got one freaking statement for this. I mean, the hood would have been bent in. If you're stopping a car, True. it's coming in. <laughs> also, if you're accelerating faster and faster, flour is not sticking to your car anymore. Exactly. Well, was it dewy out? Ah, you know, it didn't mention the dew, did it? No, it didn't. Mm. Oh, mm. you know what? This is falling apart very quickly. <laughs> I believe there was some Mountain Dew. <laughs> Also, that's a copious amount of flour to waste. It is. I mean, I, I don't know if you realize, like one bag is not going to give you a whole lot. Like, It's kind of ironic that you said you smelled cookies when they just wasted all the things to make cookies. Yeah. yeah that's I mean, a lot of flour. It's a couple, that's like a five gallon thing of flour to cover yeah. that area. Yeah. And I mean, they didn't find any footprints, just two woman sized handprints. Hmm. 
it's a bad day if there was a hit and run early yeah and you've got two handprints into your hood <laughs> <laughs> Hey listeners, we are the Dude Scouts. We drink beers, talk about things, award made-up badges, and most importantly, never take ourselves too seriously. Check us out on Instagram, throw us a follow, and please subscribe on whichever platform you choose to listen to us on. Thanks for being a fan. Cheers. Okay, well, those were spooky stories with Dude Scouts. Do you feel spooked at all, Andrew? I feel some uh, shivers down my spine. Ah, good. You, but, you, were su- you were supposed to. That was the whole point. That might just be because I'm cold. Ah, yeah. Ah, I see. I have failed my task. <laughs> Welcome, listeners. We have a very creepy, creepy episode for you. Logan, how creepy is it? Oh, it's so creepy. Ow. Like you said, man, shivers running down the spine. Welcome to I don't know how 40 minutes of chalkboard scratching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the most hated episode of all time. <laughs> I'm not sure what's worse, that it's the lowest or the fact that it has three listens. (laughs) It's actually, it's just the sound of dry wiper blades running across a dry windshield. Oh, it's just that sound. Oh, that's so wrong on so many levels for 40 minutes. You got me there. You got me there, buddy. That's that's wrong on so many levels. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And then when they get shut off, they're in the up position. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> How could they leave it like that's, that? Yeah, that's after the credits. It's a, it's a dry windshield wiper. Yeah. And then it just stops in the up position. That's, that's it. That's it. That's it. Cue lights. Oh my God. Oh. Cue the lights. Just the wipers stuck up. And as they stop working, that's when the rain starts. Yeah. <laughs> I like oh. it. I like it. I could see it. I could see it. I can see it now. Yep. All right. 1990s Impala. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a Chevy Cavalier. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's all right. Well, so let's get into what we're drinking. I'll start us off with my Shorts Brew. So, again, from Shorts Brewery, I am drinking their PB and J. It mm. is a stout brewed with peanut butter powder. Blended with ale, brewed with blueberries, strawberries, blackberries, and raspberries. So you don't have to choose which jammy flavor you'll like the most. You get them all. Uh, the picture on it, though, is the best. And I'll show it to you and I'll describe it to our listeners. Mm-hmm. It is of a Lord Peanut. <laughs> who is quite clearly residing over his subjects of fruit. Mm-hmm. He, is, he is quite large. The peanut is. He's, He's kind of in a job of the hut pose a little bit. He really is kind of job of the hut, but just peanut job of the nut. Uh, uh, 
So good old Jabba the Nut. He even has like a kin- king's cape on. He's leaning on the strawberry, but the strawberry looks like it's enjoying it. So I'm not going to judge, but that is the beer that I'm drinking. Uh, as far as percentage goes, don't know. You know what, though? That's a uh, PB&J. That's uh, some comfort food there. Absolutely. Which you're going to need for this episode, man. You're going to need to yeah, get a blanket. Yep. Turn mm-hmm. off the lights. Get some comfort. <laughs> no actually legit the um door to my office is like swelled up for some reason oh like did you actually just have a spooky moment no it like just like trying to open it i'm sure it was oh my wife Ah, maybe maybe he was never married Um, so I am drinking, uh, Bell's Brew and it is, uh, rind over Ah, matter, rind over matter, rind over matter, a wheat ale with lemon and orange zest. Yes. And so this kind of seemed fitting for this episode, uh, based on this description a little bit. Um, so if you don't rind, it doesn't matter. Yep. (laughs) Um, brewing beer isn't just a collection of ingredients and techniques. It takes an active will. With a dash of real lemon and orange zest, this wheat ale is bright and refreshing. It's more than the sum of its parts. It's rind over matter. <sighs> and if you're ever going to survive a horror story, it's rind over matter, man. It's rind over matter. Absolutely. You got to play smart. You are playing three-dimensional chess. And you better hope that that bad clown is playing checkers. <laughs> uh, do not fear you, clown. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I actually, I just had Rind Over Matter for the first time uh, this week, actually. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Bought it for my brother for his birthday. Uh, and so I, I had it then. It basically seemed like their fall version of Oberon. I would agree with that, that statement. Okay. Yeah. All right. It definitely tastes different from Oberon, but it's in the same. Yes. Same wheelhouse. Yep, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So really yeah, what I got is you got the PB and J. I've yes. got the orange juice. You got it. And we're we're going on an adventure. <laughs> Together, it's an adventure. Just like Dan and Josh in the desert. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we'll be less lame, hopefully. <laughs> Way less lame. All right. First question for you, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Where exactly is Waldo? Mm. This is a great question. <laughs> My question really would be, what is Waldo? Oh, yeah, we're getting philosophical. He does have a wizard friend. Yeah, I think he's like, he's an interdimensional being of some sort. Is he Harry Potter? You know what? Did anyone, has ever, anyone ever actually circled a Where's Waldo book? Make sure that he's staying in the same spot. Yeah, what if he's <laughs> moving around? He might be moving around. You might circle it and then the next day you come back and... He's not in the same spot anymore. Yeah, he could be. He's gone. The circle's just an empty space. It's just, it's just empty. Mm. Has anybody ever seen Where's Waldo and Harry Potter in the same room together? No, but I do think Where's Waldo. I think Waldo would be a great villain in a horror film. He would be. He's so good at escaping. Yeah. He obviously is hard to find. You'd mm. be a great. I can't. Now I can just see it now. The Yeah, right? <laughs> he disappears out of the page, man. Yeah. Just the SVU episode. Bum, bum, mm-hmm. bum, 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 bum
It's just, it's just where's Waldo? And he's collecting just... people into the book. Yes. Uh, it's like the original. It's it's the original Where's Waldo. Like it's just it's... Jumanji, but it's Where's Waldo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's it starts off with Waldo. Starts off with Waldo in like the you know Paleozoic era, just collecting dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, my friends. <laughs> You won't know your purpose until later. <laughs> yeah, that seems like oh, a, what a horror for those dinosaurs having yeah, children yeah. staring at them, but like, poking you, around. Is that him? I, is that him? <laughs> how do you think they went extinct? Waldo's an animal. Okay, now I want a Where's Waldo movie where he pops out of the book, collects people, and puts them in the book. The horror. That's spooky. Spooky. Spooky uh okay hit me with a question all right so what is like your your go-to subgenre of horror like to give Ooh. you an example like for me i'm just gonna give you my answer just to kind of jump start things yeah, here i love like this the sci-fi horror okay genre, which now, kind of is odd because they're kind of how sci-fi started was horror right because of now, frankenstein I could have guessed that kind of because one of your favorite games was, uh, oh, what was it called? Dead Space. Dead Space, which yeah. is kind of a sci-fi horror game. Yeah. Now that one's that, a lot of jump out, um, which obviously with the video game is going to kind of be the way to do it. Yeah. Because it's a lot of like cheap scares where you're going to go around a corner and then, wow, yeah. spooky guy. You had to walk down a long, scary hallway. You know something's going to happen, but you don't know when. Yeah. Well, and then like they developed this weird cult around like the aliens. So like you're like trying to fight the aliens. And like there are people who apparently believe that they should be worshiping the aliens and want to become the aliens. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's super weird. But then by the, the third installment of that, like they just went off the rails and they like total left turn <laughs> to that plot line. Like I was really looking forward to it. I'm like, OK, like you're going to fight a cult. Like this is going to be great. By it's three, you're fighting a cult. And then you find out the origin of this thing, too. And you're fighting, you know, the, the cult who's like sacrificing themselves to become aliens themselves. What? Um, yeah, it's super weird. And then it just it does something really stupid. And I'm not going to ruin it for anyone that wants to play at least one and two, because if you found out what the third video game was, you would just not play the series. <laughs> I'm not lying. It was that bad. I was like, oh, this is stupid. <laughs> That's a bummer. Um. But anyways, oh. yeah, yeah. So I and I love like um uh uh Scott Ripley's oh yeah you know, okay. alien series yep. like that's you know the, yeah that's absolutely kind of a horror sci-fi thriller and we'll we'll reference that later we'll we'll get into some more details on on that okay so this is a hard hard question for me uh because one I have a love hate relationship with scary movies um, that's a healthy thing one is that <laughs> I hate them. And uh, two is that I love that I hate them. <laughs> it's uh, there are a few that I have really enjoyed. So I'm going to say like the Insidious uh, series, the Insidious okay. series. I've actually I really enjoyed those ones because it seemed like there wasn't just this sense of horror and people weren't just going around and getting murdered randomly. It was mm -hmm. like they were actually trying to achieve something like get this kid back from the world that he was in which was controlled by this lady in black or something like that. I don't know. It was crazy. And there's a very scary stuff in that movie. Yeah. And, and there's a, there's an, that's an important distinction to make. So we're, we're going to kind of prep our audience here. 
Okay. Important okay. distinction between a slasher film and a horror film. Yes. Right. So the horror yes. film is more about building the suspense and then, um, you know, giving you something to fear and building up that presence throughout the plot. Yes. Whereas a slasher film is basically the classic teenagers go to a cabin and, and all then die. there's them and they all die because there's except a murderer one out there except one. Yeah. Um, who now can't talk to anybody because she's so traumatized. Yes. Right. That's that's like the um, what was the movie that just came out recently? Um, uh, is it it's like a the three part Friday horror, the 13th movie? Kind of, but it? it was a three part horror film. Oh, Fear Street. Yeah. Fear Street. Yeah. Fear Street. Yep. Which is based off of the kids. Um, uh, the, the author, basically, he wrote uh, Goosebumps and Fear Street was actually the precursor to Goosebumps. And so oh. this is kind of pulling some of that source material and then creating their own plot where they murder a bunch okay. of teenagers. That's a slasher <laughs> film, basically. I like now, the pause between <laughs> and murder a bunch of teenagers. Yeah, I mean, naturally, you know. Naturally. Um, so the, you know, like the overarching, it's kind of horror, but like if you look at each individual film, you're like, this is a slasher, right? Yeah. Somebody gets possessed, they kill a bunch of people. Everybody's, everybody dies. Homicidal range, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so that's an important distinction. I'm glad you brought that up. That's an important distinction to make. Uh, slasher films are like, you know, Freddy and Jason, mm -hmm. those types of films versus a horse film, which is more about the psychological aspect. Yes. Uh, I am not a big slasher fan. Don't really get into just watching people get dismembered or, you know, whatever happens to them. Mm -hmm. I'd rather watch something where my, my brain is like actually telling these people, oh, shit, like, you gotta do run, it, man. Run or, run or grab the crowbar. Like you know, like this. that's 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 the slasher, like you know, type of type of film. That's where like you're you're when you're wrapped up in it, you're like you're like you feel like you need to jump off the couch. Like See, that's I'm, that's what happens, right? I'm thinking of like the the part in Insidious, the first first chapter of Insidious, and there's a spooky demon, and it notices the person in the room. And then the spooky demon just starts climbing on ceilings and stuff. And you're like, oh, go, man, go. go. <laughs> Don't die by the demon. Anyway, uh, so I, I do like the Insidious films. Otherwise, I I don't know what other kind of horror movies I'm really into. I will say, and I, I know I talked about this with you. Uh, Sophie has been getting me to watch the Sabrina show on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of that level of like spooky, what's going to happen, but you can almost predict what's going to happen. Okay. Um, but it's, it's, I wouldn't really classify it as horror, more thriller, um, but kind of throws in a little bit of everything, a little bit of, you know, comedy with some tragic deaths and mm -hmm. spooky witchcraft. So anyway, I mean, that I've actually been enjoying that. So I would say that's pretty good. That's okay. probably my genre. Subgenre. Sorry. Uh, okay. Got another question? I do. I actually have two more questions for you. Oh, dang. Okay. Just hit me. Go for it. One. I feel like such a bad friend. Oh, no, no, no. It's okay. I just, you know, I was thinking Halloween, you know, mm -hmm. what? Let's get into this. What is your favorite Halloween candy? Now, I know we've already talked about what our favorite candy is, but Halloween is slightly different. Mm -hmm. when, you, when you went up to a house, with your with your whatever you used i don't know if you were a bucket kid or if you were the uh pillowcase kid i personally was a pillowcase kid but yeah, when, same here what were you hoping got put in that bag oh um hmm. 
always a fan of some type of Reese's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's always like, like not Reese's pieces, but Reese's. Yeah, that's always a good one. Um, and then that's currency. Uh, that's that's cur- currency. It, it really is. That that's the common currency. Yes. Um, but then like you know the English pound would be for me. It's like that's like the the uh the what what is it? It's it's like a Milky Way or not really Milky Way. Um, uh, the Baby Ruths. Oh, yeah, those are good. With a little with a little uh, peanut action in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good day, sir. Good day. I can I can concur with that. Uh, now, see, when I was a kid, had I gotten a baby Ruth, I would have not. I would have had. No uh, yeah, idea you don't do appreciate it. it. But now that I'm thinking back, I'm like, that was good shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> you don't find that everywhere. Like no. Reese's are everywhere. Yeah, you, know? you can, but you that can one... get that at every other house down the way. Cool enough. But what about that candy bar that you're not going to go to the store and buy that somebody drops in? You're like, damn, that was a good candy bar. My <laughs> excuse me. Spooky sounds with Logan. Uh <laughs> No, uh, I, I'd say my most excited I got for candy was if it was a take five. Okay, yeah, yeah. The take five oh, had, yeah. had peanut butter, pretzel, caramel, chocolate. I don't even know where you buy a take five. I haven't seen them anywhere since I was a kid. It might have been discontinued because they probably cause cancer. But, <laughs> but so worth it. <laughs> yeah. Take five years off my life. I don't care. This thing tastes great. <laughs> i'm nine i have no idea what kind of deal i'm making yeah exactly <laughs> uh so i would say that was that that candy the uh the second question i have is what is your favorite thing about halloween mm, okay i i know i do like the vague like it's 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 like vaguely creepy but everyone's okay with it yeah like it's a, it's just a super bizarre like when you really take a step back it's super bizarre to think about you're like uh-huh okay we're all just like everything's kind of creepy now because it's getting dark real quick yep you know the leaves are gone there's no snow so it doesn't look magical and then we're all like fascinated with death for like a week oh yeah absolutely it's and, yeah it's it's interesting it's it's I, I i appreciate that we're just like culturally that we're we're doing that i've never been a big person for dressing up for halloween mm-hmm. <clears throat> although i will say you did a very good uh sean of the dead costume in that's the, literally the only costume i think i've ever been proud of <laughs> i've gone as bat and that and i've gone I've, I've gone as batman so i'm just saying like you know yeah <laughs> batman's I'm always like, cool i'm like yeah sean of the dead the guy from you know he's basically a tv salesman Yes. <laughs> Stuck hey. in a zombie apocalypse. Not a very good one either. He's just <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So I even think I did like the red pen. So there you was did. like there was a little bit of that you had... and blood splatter. So there's two different reds on there. And you had the cricket paddle. Yes. Yes. You had paddle. Yep. He had everything for the perfect Shaun of the Dead costume. It was a great costume. I was worried that wouldn't show up in time. I ordered it off Amazon because it was, that was the only way you could get. Yeah, it was like the first thing that showed up too. I remember we were dicking around with it for a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah so, okay. Never been you, big on costumes outside of that. Yeah. You you outdid my answer because I was going to say something along the lines of, you know, pumpkin seeds or carving pumpkins. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's probably my favorite thing of Halloween. I think it's pretty cool. Mm. So, well, let's get into our topic, Andrew. Lead us astray. 
into the darkness into the darkness um all right so there's a couple elements that really good horror stories are gonna have and so we're gonna go through uh a couple of those here maybe like five of them okay um, so the the first one is like foreshadowing like a really good horror film if you rewatch it you will find little kind of breadcrumbs yeah little tips like, and tricks that they leave oh dang that totally was foreshadowing this other event that was going to mm -hmm. happen it might be something that somebody says or something that uh, uh, um, is in the background or something that somebody picks up and then puts back down is they're like wow oh, that doesn't mean anything mm -hmm. nope, it's going to mean something it's, it's going to mean something yeah going to come um, back to get you but then red herrings too is another mm. one so a really creepy thing that um so so the hill house um, on netflix yep on netflix so haunting of hill house is this is kind of a remake but it's very much original because the origin the the hill house is basically a novel from the 1950s and that novel is very much similar to the movie that you see in the 90s with um Catherine zeta jones owen wilson liam neeson um so very similar to that uh, mm -hmm. basically some people are investigating paranormal activity um some researchers and they're doing a study so that's that's the basic premise this this the netflix version that just came out does something completely different um but one thing that they do wonderfully well is they will insert uh ghosts in the background that are just there they're not there to get a cheap scare they're not there to actually be they're not like an actual character in the plot line like they're, they're just, just they just there. are there yeah yeah hmm. so they'll just you'll see them for like half a scene like just staring through the the window they're clearly a ghost they're all pale and everything um but they're not you know they're they don't lead anywhere right so it's kind of okay. a red herring it's just like uh yeah they're just random ghosts just to kind of get you spooked yeah exactly oh it's like the classic. idea that something could pop out but it's not going to but it but it keeps you on the edge of your seat almost yep exactly hmm yep and so that's a very key element that foreshadowing and then also using red herring so it's kind of a lot of the imagery stuff got it all right i like mm -hmm. it okay so that's foreshadowing mm -hmm. red herring what else do we got okay so um so raising the stakes and this usually happens once the plot line clearly starts to develop right so maybe we know that the the um we, we understand the the entity the like the evil thing or mm -hmm. whatever the, it could be a thing or an it or <laughs> or a person right and so we or maybe it's just a cow you're raising for slaughter so that you can harvest the steak yeah yeah exactly so the classic <laughs> example of raising the stakes i'm just raising the stakes yeah exactly um <laughs> dad joke medium rare <laughs> there's a medium rare dad joke right there <laughs> medium oh i love it it was it wasn't well done but it was it was, medium rare. It, was yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was pretty good no, I, <laughs> hats off to you ben um okay so so you're 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 upping the ante you're raising the stakes so this happens maybe you know the the protagonist narrowly escapes right then yes. in their gang and then they realize like oh no that haunted object is with the kids right or something like no. that right and the kids are at i don't know the mall or i don't know they're at joey's house right so now all of a sudden it's like joey's dead up. joey's dead exactly. joey's the first one to die they're at joey's house joey's dead <laughs> all right so we're raising the stakes 
Yep. Yep. So that's, that's a critical like thing where it's, 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 you bring a whole nother level of, and unfortunately almost always is like the kids like, Oh no, always like be the kid picked up the amulet and now the ghost is going to possess the kid, you know, something oh, like that. Right. Yeah. Damn that. it. Um, because we care about kids, isn't it? So that's like one of those things that they can, uh, a writer will do to just kind of like suck a little soul out. Otherwise. Yeah. Otherwise it's just like, okay. Like, you know, you can't keep doing this whole protagonist is being chased by the entity or the yeah. thing, right? And it can't be like a Karen who picks up the amulet because you don't really care about the Karen. Exactly. She was a she was a bitch to some people early on. Yeah. And then, you know, unless maybe they do something that like they're going to like put her on a redemption arc and then there. her. Oh, right? I mean, they, they're going to do that. It's a oh. slasher film. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> if it's a slasher film, everyone dies. Everybody dies. <laughs> Don't get attached to anybody. They're all dead. Mm-hmm. You got to just take a guess on the beginning, you know, who your bet is to win. Exactly. Exactly. It's a horse race. Yep. All right. And so number three here is... Number four? Well, foreshadowing and red herrings, I counted as one. But yeah, okay, we'll say... Oh, we'll, okay. We'll count those right. two separate ones. So four. Okay. So fourth element here would be pulling the audience out of their comfort zone. And so you might think that's really like, duh, but (laughs) um, classic example of this is it, right? So the classic scene of it is the clown sitting in the drain, the street drain that you walk by every day is sitting outside your house, doing its job, taking in water. It's just a drain, right? But after you watch that film, you look at a drain and you're just unsettled for a little while. Yeah. Right. And so that's, pulling the audience out of their comfort zone so making basically that's making common items or things like really creepy that's why nobody ever has seen a good haunting movie about an office because it's already full of horrors <laughs> but <laughs> and you're already thinking about it afterwards right you're always thinking about work after work right uh-huh. so it's already like a horrible thing right and then versus your home right that's where like a lot of horror films happen right you moved into the new home you're this place you should feel safe and then oh, it's, no. there's somebody behind you logan oh it's, it's just your... my cat We're yeah okay. i was just gonna say it's your cat <laughs> yeah he's our, i already know he's gonna attack me so yeah you know now you gave me an idea for halloween to go buy a red balloon and tie it to one of the drains next to my house <laughs> that... That is brilliant. I like I think that's great. Yeah. Even even if you know you're like I know that clown is not in there. You're still going to be like mm, <laughs> what <laughs> what if what uh-uh, uh-uh, you're not going to get me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just do it every like couple blocks. It's like Taiwan. In. <laughs> so it's like all over your town, you know, or yeah. all over your neighborhood. Yeah. Okay. All right. Take some people out of the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like yeah, it. that's a good prank. That's amazing. Um, keep so the next, candy, keep more candy for myself. <laughs> um, so building the protagonist Ooh. is the fifth key element. Yeah. So this is critical. To, like, give the character depth and keep them relatable. So not Karen. Okay. Okay. All not right. Karen. But she. Oh, go ahead. I'm just gonna say Karen is just a sub character. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Forget about her. She's already going to die. We know about exactly. it. She's like, you know, maybe the character, she's like a mother or something like that. And, you know, her husband maybe recently 
died or was divorced or something. So she's struggling already on top of this extra like weight. Uh-huh. So I'm kind uh-huh. of thinking of the Babadook here. I think you could see oh, where I was going. Oh, that, the Babadook. The Babadook. Yep. That's a that's a good horror film. That is. That's that's some real horror film. Like, mm, but they really like they really built up the sympathy. I think with the protagonists with the they mother. did. They really did because like obviously the kid becomes unhinged because yep. of this, and like every parent can relate to their kid just becoming unhinged for no good freaking reason. Oh yeah, just go film any grocery store ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, don't do that. That'll that'll get you at least yeah, a ticket. <laughs> you probably shouldn't film other people's children. It's probably just a bad idea. If it's in the name of preventing things from being stolen, apparently, ah, that's okay. Okay, okay. So don't <laughs> don't have a notebook filled with names. You're saying, yeah, never get specific. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Um, so yeah, that, I was thinking of that one, the Babadook. They do a good job of building up the protagonist. Another one is. Um, Oh, Amy Sipfield, Sickfield was in it. Oh, what was that one? Mm. I'm sorry, I'm trying to remember what uh, she was just in a horror film. Siegfried? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, you're not talking Jennifer's body. Chloe? Red Riding Hood? Things heard and seen? I think that might be it. You should have <clears throat> you should have left. No, it's uh, things heard and seen. Things heard and seen okay so <clears throat> yeah so things heard and seen uh amanda uh Seafried, that's who it is um, ah. and anyway so they do a really good job of like building her character throughout that okay. film okay. and the different struggles she's going through um and and obviously uh with that one she doesn't interact as much as you would think with other people okay and so it, it makes it very difficult to um to, uh, it's it's difficult to build it I, I i would say and they do a really good job um based on on um okay so ba- let me take a step back basically they're on this like farmhouse okay out in the middle of nowhere and they used to live in new york city and she was like an art restorer but then her husband got a job as a professor at some naturally college. podunk college podunk college yep and so it's it's interesting though that they you know so she's in this isolated kind of setting and so that but they do a really good job of building up your connection with her character and the different uh challenges she's going through okay because then her husband's not really necessarily a very good husband he's not and, the nicest oh yeah he's the villain for sure oh oh yeah so it starts as a haunting but then you realize he's the villain and you're the like, plot thickens <laughs> But I'm going to leave it at that. But anyway, okay. so they do a really good job of building up um, her character um, as the protagonist in that. So so building the protagonist. Yep. Which was missing from a lot of, obviously those are short stories. Very hard to do that. Yeah. I didn't get, I didn't, I didn't care if they get, they died or not. Yep. Kind of just wanted to pick apart the story. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, and this is one of my favorites is, imagination and suspense so so this is the concept of like don't show the audience everything Mm. right leave just enough that it's it's left to their imagination to figure it out so like at the end of a marvel movie after the credits and you see one scene and you're like (gasps) what those windshield wipers the windshield wipers (laughs) it's just Ah, uh, they're in the up position. Up uh, position. Uh, 
and yeah. then and then the rain starts. Yep, exactly. Yep. Yeah. So elite, yeah, exactly. Cliffhanger is a plot device, right? That would be obviously imagination slash suspense, but you can do a lot with visuals. Um, and that's where aliens really good, right? You you don't really see the full alien. Um, yeah. Until like you're in the last like 20% of the movie. That's when yeah. you finally see what this full thing looks like. And it's creepy looking. Yeah. And you but, get all of that like realization into one on what this thing actually is. Yeah. And how it moves and things like that. But up until then, you only see like maybe part of its head or like yeah. it like crouched in a thing just for like uh-huh. a second. Right. Yeah, you don't see the full size. You don't know what it's fully capable of. Exactly, exactly. Yep, yep. So that's a key element is to to build the suspense is to leave that to the audience imagination. Mm. You know, it's it's and it's true, right? You never see a ghost story fall. You know, start with full apparitions. Okay, it's always okay. something. You know, maybe moving when it shouldn't have moved, or misplaced items, or door a door slam somewhere or something, right? Ah, okay. All right, all right. Well, Andrew. What is something that was interesting from the week? <laughs> something interesting from the week would, would be that. So my wife is, I would describe her as very adult. Okay. She is very, very much an adult. Um, so she went out and took care of a couple of things. I think she got groceries, like went out, paid a bill, uh, picked up something else. But the one thing, the one thing she forgot to do, it was very intentional. Oh, was not pay the taxes <laughs> oh. and so i had to drive in the next day <laughs> to pay to go, the taxes go pay the taxes it's not like we were late or anything but no. it was just a funny like she's just a very adult person but damn taxes she will avoid like having to deal with the government in any way <laughs> oh man oh geez old taxes so you said it was very intentional that she did not go to pay the taxes I would say sub- subconsciously, yes. Ah, yes. Because she even set it out and she was like, I'm going to pay this today. And then she had a, you her pay day your... off. And that was the one thing do... she didn't do in her day off. <laughs> do you pay your taxes quarterly or? Uh, twice a year. Oh, okay. All right. Taxes. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, something interesting from my week. Uh, so I'm going to go with this. Uh, my sister-in-law had her baby. Um, now we were recording an episode when she went into labor, when she went to the hospital, and that was a couple of weeks ago. Well, she had the baby, healthy baby boy, and uh, he was born premature, so he did have to stay at the hospital for a little while. Um, well, we had my nephew's birthday a week ago today, and the day of my nephew's first birthday, they brought home the baby boy. So both boys were at home on the older one's birthday, which was kind of cool. So. Hmm. That was something that was interesting for my week is that all my, my brother's family is all at home now. And that's super exciting that he's got a new baby in the house. So, well, two babies, technically two, a one-year-old and a couple week old. That's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, somebody's not jealous. (laughs) No, yes. Or somebody is not, doesn't know what jealousy is, but we'll find out very quickly. Andrew. What is something you have learned from today's episode? Uh, I had totally forgotten about take fives. Honestly, ah, right? <laughs> I had totally forgotten about those. Something that just totally, yeah, passed up the, yep, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, one, you taught me how to tell a decent horror story. 
with as in you gave me all the elements that I need, yeah, which yeah. is which is one thing. And then I also learned that Where's Waldo is actually a pretty messed up dude who has been capturing guys inside of his book, animals, plants, everything. Yeah, where do you think they all came from? Thousands and thousands of years. Oh shit. <laughs> I know. This is like a good campy horror film. It is. The whole <laughs> Where's Waldo capturing people into his book. And he's the one that has to be found when really all the missing peoples in the world are actually in the book. But the trick is, is that you're looking for him and not them. (laughs) (laughs) That is what I've learned. (laughs) All right. Well, I I think that's a wrap. Yep. I think that's a wrap. (laughs) All right, Andrew. It's been fun. It's been a pleasure. Yes. Toodles. May the darkness follow you. (laughs) Oh, whoa. (laughs) Who said that? Thanks for listening to another episode of Dude Scouts. Please validate our fragile selves by giving us a follow on Instagram or send us an email at dudescoutspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again. Toodles.